I've worked in customer support and service for years, dating back to retail with irate Nordstrom customers and Foot Locker customers right in your face. I'm able to deal with it. I also just keep in mind, I understand that my job is to help you. My job is to help you and I'm going to do so. However, I'm definitely empathetic. I understand whenever money's on the line, frustration is up. And if you paid for something, it better work because you paid for it. I I get that. And I use the matador approach. If you come in like an angry bull, I'm going to wave the red flag for you to go this way while also trying to figure out what the issue is and how to solve it. I am Jose Contreras, customer support specialist at FitBod, and this is Built, presented by FitBod. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, a special episode of Built. We've got a customer support specialist joining us today to share his knowledge and experience using the FitBot app and give you some insight in what it's like to work at FitBot. Jose, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. How y'all doing? Hey, FitBotters out there. How's everybody doing? (laughs) We're so excited to have you here, Jose. This is going to be a fun hour. Yes, yes. Thank you. So right out of the gate, you're not only a customer support specialist, you're also a comedian. Yes, I am. I've been doing stand-up comedy uh, 10 years now uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. So kind of just all over the Bay from San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Sacramento, a couple times in LA here and there. It's a fun yet daunting sport and task (laughs) to get up there and make strangers from all different backgrounds and age groups laugh. But for whatever reason, I keep coming back to the stage. Very, very fun thing to do. And it drives me crazy all day. Well, you're a natural. I I enjoyed the time we spent prepping for the interview, talking about some of the things that you experience as a customer support specialist. But for the folks that don't know, what's that all about? What happens? Being a customer support specialist is essentially being on the front lines of FitBod. We are pretty much, with the exception of maybe your marketing emails or, or your experience in the Play or App Store, we are the first line of contact with our users. And it's challenging. It's rewarding. It it causes you to think outside of the box as well as think within it. And each day, you know, I'm dealing with users' requests, pointing out issues, complaints, questions, so on and so forth. It's a wonderful thing. I definitely feel my impact when dealing with the users and, and whether it be upsetting them or pleasing them. I always love being able to solve issues together or at least identify issues together. Part of the job also is identifying an issue and reporting it to our backend team so that they can begin the work on correcting the issue. Yeah, that's got to be rewarding. But it's a bit like lost luggage, like lost luggage (laughs) at an airport. (laughs) So dealing with people has its challenges. It can be rewarding. I know Mm -hmm. I've been there with you. When someone honestly relays a challenge that they're having and you're able to impact them by giving them some information, it's just a great feeling. So today I wanted to focus a little bit on how users can effectively communicate with customer support to ensure that you're able to help with them. So do you have any tips right out of the gate to help folks formulate questions? Being in customer support for a majority of my work life, I've kind of seen it all. And one thing that I've dealt with in working with FitBod and just kind of working in the tech space in general is that a lot of people kind of lose sight of the fact that they are talking to a person. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are reporting their issues in the middle of a workout. So their adrenaline is up. They're mad because they want to work out. They're mad because they paid money for this and it should be working. And that is completely understandable. However, Sometimes I think people get lost in their own sauce and fail to realize that, oh, in order to get helped, I have to help you 
help me. Some of the general things that are necessary for us to help you are, for one, if you can highlight the issue uh, or whatever you think the issue is, if you can highlight the issue as well as just give us the information about yourself that we would need, such as first and last name, the email address that you're using in the app, or at least the one that you think you're using in the app. What device are you using? Are you on iOS? Are you on Android? If you are familiar with how to do so, going as far as maybe even giving me the app version, which you can find in your settings, but that's something that I can help assist you in finding. But just giving us that general information of who you are, what device you're using, what you think your issue is, that'll help because a lot of times people get caught up in their own frustration and I'll get on my end, I see your ticket and all it says is something's wrong with the app. I need help. And it doesn't happen often, but it it does happen. I've actually really been impressed. Um, A while back, I I haven't had issues with the app for a long time, but I remember at one point having to write in. And I'm not a very technical person. So I'm sure when I wrote in, I did not give enough information as to what the challenge was. I wasn't irate. There were no F-bombs being dropped, I assure you. But I really appreciated the prompts coming back from the person answering my question, asking for those specific details so that I was able to better explain what was going on going on on my end. So I felt like it was a very, a very positive experience for me to feel like they cared and they followed through. Actually, they followed through. There were several back and forths followed through to make sure that my concerns were completely resolved. I'd lost some workouts at at one point and they were really, really good about going back and forth. So another thing that I didn't realize is I think there's a spot within the app to send and create a ticket. But then there's also another way that we can get in, right? And I think I made the mistake of coming in on both ends (laughs) at one point and then not checking back. So can you make a little clarification about that for our listeners? Yes. So our support email address is support at fitbod.me. That's one way that you can write into us and we'll get it the same way as if you did it in app. To do it in app, you go into your settings and it slightly different configuration on Android and iOS. On iOS, for example, if you go into your settings from the log tab, which is located at that top right corner, from there, you'll scroll all the way down to help. And then in help, you have contact support. Click on contact support and it'll begin a conversation. I do want to iterate to y'all that it is not a live conversation. So sometimes people will write in and say, hello, hi, as if they think that they're going to get <laughs> chatted back. And that's completely understandable. We do want to improve that in the future, but just want to let you know that it's not going to be an immediate response nine times out of 10, but we do work on getting those responses back to you in a reasonable amount of time, usually within a 24-hour period. We live in a day and age where people expect a bot, right? We yes. expect that back and forth. It's so funny how we expect that immediacy. So that's good to clarify for people. Jose, you mentioned you're a comedian, but you're also a man. How do you keep your cool and your professionalism dealing with uh, this stuff? I understand my role. I've dealt, I've worked in customer support and service for years, dating back to retail with irate Nordstrom customers and Foot Locker customers right in your face. I'm able to deal with it. I also just keep in mind, I understand that my job is to help you. My job is to help you and I'm going to do so. However, whenever some people take things a little too far, I am going to step in professionally and let you know that you're speaking to an adult, you're speaking to a human, and this isn't the way that you get helped. But I'm definitely empathetic. I understand whenever money's on the line, frustration is up. 
And if you paid for mm-hmm. something, it better work because you paid for it. I, I get that. And I use the matador approach. If you come in like an angry bull, I'm going to wave the red flag for you to go this way while also trying to figure out what the issue is and how to solve it. But th- thank you for bringing that up, too, because I do want to say that just to reiterate to our users, mm-hmm. you're talking to a person. And if you were standing right across from me, I'm willing to bet you wouldn't be talking to me with so much fervor in your tone. Just keep that in mind just with any customer support, unless it's T-Mobile or Comcast. I completely understand <laughs> where you're coming from with that frustration. <laughs> you mentioned a couple of other companies that you're a subscriber to. And I'm yeah, wondering yeah, yeah. if working in customer support has changed the way you interact with those organizations. I know how to be the best customer. That's just something that I pride myself, whether it's getting my coffee from Starbucks, Pete's or whatever, or whether it's dealing with a target personnel. I personally just know what it takes to be a good customer. And in doing mm-hmm. so, it typically leads to the best experiences. You know, me being a great customer leads to me getting free coffee. If I'm buying some shoes, they might throw in some socks for free just because they like my personality. I know what the employee is going through. I know that the employee is an, as a person. I know that they have their own issues and, and a whole bunch of stuff going on in their mind. So whenever I'm dealing with customer support, especially on the phone and whatnot, I, t- I tried to talk slower but not in a demeaning way. Give them all the information that I know they'll need. Your first and last name when you're dealing with a customer support team is usually, that's every customer support team. That's something that they generally need. I would say it's safe to assume that they'll have the information, but at the same time, you never know. So go ahead and give it to them. But I, I just know what it feels like being in their shoes. So I try not to make their job difficult. I subscribe to that same policy that you're talking about of generally leading with kindness and is most likely and most often reciprocated. And also having children that have worked the front line at some fast food establishments, I'm always surprised at how people come in at them. And I'm thinking this poor child (laughs) is working for minimum wage behind the counter. I think the problems that you're wanting them to address are far above their pay grade, but that's enough complaining for me. I wanted to ask you what happens to, there's a lot of questions that are posted in the community Facebook page where people want answers to their questions. Sometimes they don't tag FitBot. I generally will go in and tag FitBot in the comments if they haven't already done so. But do those questions eventually work their way down to you or where do those questions go? Yes. So we have a social media team who is monitoring all the chats and conversations that are on the main page. We can't see DMs and stuff like that. That's out of our control. But whenever something comes up and it gets enough traction, it'll be brought up from our social media team to our customer support team. We'll discuss it. And this is generally the case with all issues, whether it be via Zendesk ticket or social media. We're going to discuss whether or not it is an issue or if it's a request whether or not it's a viable request, because sometimes Mm -hmm. we do get users who request things that are so niche that it doesn't necessarily speak to who our user database is. We're likely not going to add it. And that's just the case with all apps. Everybody wants to be able to see everything in every app or device. And unfortunately, that's not the case. What we'll do is we determine how high of a priority something is, or if it's a priority or not. And then from there, we go through the process of, okay, we're going to start tracking the reporting on who's requesting this. We get enough requests, we're going to push this to our product team who's going to discuss it and, and see how they can implement it. Is this something that can come in the near future? Or is this something that can come in the future, but it's not going to be near? I think it's important for people to remember that there are lots of users of the app and people use it in different ways. Because I know there was a conversation going on on the community page 
a little while back complaining about some of the exercises that had been added. And they were those compound exercises where we were going from like deadlift to calf raise and stuff. And people were being quite critical of these moves. And I reminded them that a lot of the users I think that we have are are training in a CrossFit style. And a lot of those moves are pre-requirements to going through those Olympic lifts. So I think just because we use the app a certain way or we implement a certain exercise doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to appeal to the broader market of FitBod users. And just because we don't use it a certain way doesn't mean there isn't value in it either. Is that correct? Definitely. For example, one thing that we often get is requests for being able to take data from your sports exercises. So some people would love to be able to track them playing basketball, which is great. And I'm sure there's some apps that can do it. For us, it may happen in the future, but as of now, it it doesn't line up with what FitBod was created to do. We are created to track a lot of your fitness, but essentially we started off as kind of a weightlifting, bodyweight workout type of app. And our fitness levels range from beginner to advanced. And that's where things get a little tricky because in the fitness community itself, there are just There's so much information and there are so many different styles. I myself, I work out with a personal trainer who uses another app to create the workouts. And then I create the workouts in FitBot. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the exercises in his workouts, we don't have like a neutral grip lat pull down is something that I frequently do that we don't have in the app. However, it is something that we could get at it. It's also on track with my point of we're not going to have everything, at least for Mm -hmm. right now, but as users request them and the more traction that they get, there's definitely a possibility we can get them for the most part. But with sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that's something that like skiing is another one that's real, real niche. There's a lot of skiers in the world, but skiing is an expensive sport. Not everybody does it and not everybody has access to it as well as it's kind of hard for me to track the same way. It's hard for me to track your sauna data. I, I would love for an app that can track, oh, I'm burning X amount of calories in the sauna. How can I really do that though? Can people get a little bit around that when they use their Apple Watch with Apple Health? Because FitBot does import that information if they track their skiing or their basketball or whatever sport on there. That can be imported, correct? Not that information. So when it comes to Mm -hmm. importing from Apple Health, we have certain exercises such as elliptical, stair stepper, walking, swimming, just basic exercises. Cycling, I want to say, is one of them as well. We don't have all of them. Yet it it is possible in the future, but it would require in order for us to be able to import everything from Apple Health, it kind of would mm-hmm. require us to both rebuild and abandon to an extent what our initial nice. point of the app was. So we're constantly progressing towards getting better and better in Apple Watch integration. Apple Health integration is something that we do plan on improving significantly in the future, but now it, it would require so much work to get it done. And at the end of the day, essentially it's a third party integration where we want to have as many of those as we can working perfectly, but we also got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is FitBot. Oh, I appreciate that. I I didn't realize that distinction needed to be made. You talk about user feedback and requesting things. So let's say for example, because there's something I want, which is Mm -hmm. strengthening my shin muscle. If I request it and I send in 30 requests, How does that get tracked? We always encourage our users to reach out to us with any exercise requests that they have. And when you do so, please be specific because sometimes people are like, I would like more calf exercises. That is a little too vague. There's a, a million billion 
calf exercises, but neutral grip lat pull down. Let's say I wanted to add that to the app. I would write in, hey, can you guys add neutral grip lat pull down? Then that would be one request. Now, if I keep writing in from my same email address or I'm the same person, let's say I use a different email address and I keep writing in for the same thing, that doesn't necessarily translate to the, the exercise getting added to the app quicker because we're going to realize sooner than later, hopefully sooner, that oh, the same person is requesting this exercise 40 different times. So in reality, we don't have 40 <laughs> requests. We have one person. So we have one request. And that, that's how we try to tally up all the requests. And then once they get to a certain amount, we'll go ahead and try to share them with our product team to get on track to getting that added or determining whether or not it will be added. But yes, feel free to request to us, support at fitbot.me. Also on our website, there's areas where you can click where it says here and then you can add a new exercise request, but one request per person per <laughs> exercise. All right. So I feel like I have to defend myself. Those 40 where I, I really, really wanted that exercise added. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. There's at times where I want to see stuff added as well, but fortunately and unfortunately for some, we do go on a voting process. As long as an exercise gets a whole bunch of votes, then it's more likely to get added. So going back to, Jonica, your point about some of the exercises being added that some people didn't necessarily like, more often than not, those exercises were stuff that the community heavily requested. Quick follow-up to that. Can we send you pictures and videos showing the movement we want? Definitely, definitely. Names, videos, pictures. We've gotten, sometimes people will send, like for equipment, there's a lot of home equipment, like all-in-one equipment. Sometimes people will send a link to the website and, and then we'll go ahead and, and notate whatever the name of the equipment is and add that request and then wait for it to build more traction. Jose, I'm wondering if you have a list of the top questions that kind of seem to come in on repeat that you seem to be answering time and time and time again. Do you have a list that you would like to share with our listeners? I do have a couple. One of them being logging in correctly to the app. So oftentimes a user will write in and say, hey, all my data is gone I or I, how come I can't access my subscription? I just paid. Why is it not working? And more often than not, uh, this is an issue of being logged in to the incorrect account. Um, and what I mean is, let's say that I have my email, jose at yahoo.com is the email that I initially used to sign up with Fitbot for. And my initial login method was the manual email password where I type in my email, type in my password. That was my initial login method. That was my email. And then at some point I log out and I decide I don't want to type in my email password manually anymore. Uh, this is too much work. Let me log in with Apple. Mm -hmm. But when I log in with Apple, I choose the hide my email feature. So if I do that, my email now goes from jose at yahoo.com to a private Apple email address that'll end in private Apple relay dot ID, I believe it is, or .com. And that's going to be accessible via your phone and via the apps that use your Apple ID. Well, when I do that, when I choose that hide my email feature, as opposed to keeping my email the same, I now created an entirely new account. And that new account is more than likely going to be separate from my subscription. And it's going to be separate from the workout data that I had in my previous account. This doesn't always just happen with Apple. It can also happen with Facebook login or Google. And the reason being is you may think that your email associated with Facebook login is Jose at Yahoo, when in reality, it's Jose at Gmail. So when you logged in via Facebook, 
you now created a new account because now that's associated with a Gmail email address rather than that Yahoo. So oftentimes people are logging in unbeknownst to themselves to the incorrect account based off the fact that their email address is not synced up with that login method, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Google, so on and so forth. This one got me. Early on, I was logging in directly, like you said, typing my email address and my password. And then I switched over to Apple. I think at some point you guys changed your subscription methodology. And I rolled into it with Apple and all my workouts were gone. And I just kind of rolled with it at the time. I think it's probably too late to to get those back. But so what I'm hearing, and I want to reiterate this because I'm sure it's happening to a lot of people. If you change your login methodology, it's not guaranteed that FitBot is going to recognize you as the same user, even if your email address associated with the platform that you're using for login is the same. That that used to be the case back before. Now, mm. as long as the email address mm-hmm. is the same for every login method, you'll be recognized. This is an update that we had, I want to say in the last year and a half or so, where users can use multiple login methods now, whereas prior, <laughs> you were stuck with that one login method mm-hmm. only. Okay. Now you can use the multiple login methods, but you just have to make sure that it's the same email address for each login method. So your Facebook has to be associated with that. Your Google has to be associated with that. Apple has mm. to be associated with that. That's how you'll do it. But also if for yourself, Michael, and for anybody else, if you find that, hey, I'm missing a bunch of workouts and you realize, oh, wow, I logged in differently, feel free to reach out to us and, and we can see if there is a possibility that we can merge the data. Now, it could be at times what happens is that data is is older and we've had so many updates and, and you weren't logged in correctly. So the data could be corrupt and it could be lost. That could be the case. But there are often times where we've been able to save people a huge headache and get a lot of their data back because all we do was merge the data and now they're good to go. Great. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I know that it it's not a big deal to lose like in the grand scheme of things. But these numbers actually really do matter to people. People really yes. enjoy that consecutiveness of the number, the weak streak, whatever it is, that that motivates a lot of people. So it is important to be able to bring those numbers back if if we can. So that's awesome to know that if you reach out more than likely, and that's what I was told when mine were lost, that don't panic. <laughs> Most times we are able to recover those numbers for you. And they did recover mine. That one has been one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones that we've seen. And it's not as bad as it once was when we when you were only allowed one login method, but it still comes up, especially for relatively new subscribers. You just logged in incorrectly. That's it. We'll fix it for you. What other top issues do you encounter? One that is actually going to be corrected in a future release that's upcoming is Oftentimes, we would have users who would complain about getting cardio exercises consistently recommended despite having them excluded. Or or people who are on fresh muscle groups in particular, the fresh muscle groups training split is a wonderful idea and, and it works well for a lot of people. It is one that typically will lead to a lot more confusion from users because, you know, users will get mad. Hey, I'm on fresh muscle groups. How come it keeps giving me muscle groups that are already depleted? That doesn't make any sense. And they are correct in many instances where it doesn't make any sense. But then based off the algorithm and what it's building your workout based off of, your gym profile settings, your experience, your your split, your fitness goal, your available equipment, your duration, stuff like that will lead to a lot of confusion. Because that fresh muscle groups, I'm not too fond of it myself, although it does work for a lot of people. The reason I say I'm not too fond because the variety can be lacking at times. 
because the algorithm is getting pulled in so many directions. And then it to give you just fresh muscle groups, and usually the algorithm deals with primary groups as opposed to secondary. So those primary groups are depleted, but you have a, a lot of limitations in your profile, such as a lack of equipment. There's a good chance that you may it, it may be a workout that isn't favorable to somebody who wants a lot more variety. But going back to the issue I was getting at, there would be times where people are saying, how come I'm always getting my quad suggested, even though they're at zero percent? This doesn't make any sense. The reality of it was a lot of times where in your cardio recommendations, you have turned on in your gym profile settings. And in those cardio recommendations, you have stuff such as stair stepper or running or just a bunch of exercises that target your quads. Now, when you have cardio recommendations turned on, you're always going to get cardio in your exercise. So you're always going to get something that targets whatever you selected, such as your quads. That's something that is going to be changed a bit when it comes to excluded exercises. Like let's say I excluded stair stepper. However, for whatever reason in cardio recommendations, I still have stair stepper selected as an option. Before you would get stair stepper suggested, but in a future update, if stair stepper is excluded, even if you still had it selected as a cardio recommendation, it will not be suggested anymore because you have it excluded. I know a lot of people like to give subscriptions to people, loved ones, but maybe there are some things that we should be aware of when it comes to subscriptions that you maybe want to touch on for our listeners. Yes. First and foremost, kudos to you for gifting FitBod. Such an amazing gift, giving people fitness. It's a beautiful thing. Now, when it comes to our gift subscriptions, we are quite clear about that they cannot be gifted to yourself. Although I, for one, do a lot of Black Friday shopping for myself, when it comes to a FitBod subscription, it's, it's not something that you can gift <laughs> to yourself, especially if you're already subscribed. Sometimes some users have FOMO, which is understandable, and they get upset that how come a new user gets a discount, but I can't, even though I'm already locked into a year-long subscription and I'm only in month four. When you go around the system and try to create a new account and subscribe or gift a subscription to yourself. Unfortunately, we don't honor that. And nine times out of 10, we're going to catch it because you'll end up reaching out saying, hey, how come I can't access this subscription that I just purchased? And then we'll see, oh, you're already subscribed. Unfortunately, this one doesn't apply to you. That's one thing. Another thing, sometimes we get it sometimes, especially during holiday season, and especially at a time like now in, in the world where money can be tighter for everybody. People tend to want to cancel things, and that's across the board for everything. That's okay. We hate to see our users go, but we understand it happens. If you find yourself in that position where you want to cancel, please feel free to reach out to us prior to going through your bank and trying to dispute it. The reason why I say is if you reach out to us, we'll get the cancellation. We'll get you the information that you need. Instantly, whether it be, oh, well, you subscribe through Apple, so you need to talk to Apple support. Here's their information or Google Play. You need to go through Google Play or if it's through us, we'll cancel it for you. And of course, if, if you're within the 10 day subscription period uh, of refund, we have no problem giving you refund. But so if, if you ever find yourself in a position where cancellation is what you need to go through, we're sorry to see you go. We hate to see it. But reach out to us and we'll, and we'll go ahead and get it handled or get you in the direction to get it handled. Jose, there has to be some positive interactions when you deal with customer service. Perhaps share one. We actually get quite a few and we do keep track of a lot of them where people are 
applauding us for our work and thanking us for changing their fitness life. We've gotten quite a few users who've reached out and claimed that they haven't worked out in a while or they never worked out and they've been using our app consistently for months on end and they're seeing in increases in strength. They're seeing themselves drop weight. The negative experiences, they don't just overshadow all the positive experiences. They're almost about even if not the positive experiences outweigh negative ones for sure. And it's a great thing to see. It's something that really puts a smile on all of our faces throughout the company, especially on the customer support team. That's what we're here for. Ultimately, we want to help as many people as possible get a fit bot, so to speak. And we encourage you, please, if you have it on your heart to give us some positive feedback, please write in. If you have it on your heart to give us some negative feedback, keep it constructive and write in with that as well. But all in all, we're happy to see people using our app. It is a product that I personally use, I personally believe in, and, and our entire team believes in. And, and we love seeing other people benefit from the work of our product team and our backend iOS and Android teams. And we just love, all around, we love seeing it. That's great. I love to hear that. And it's a great feeling knowing that you're positively impacting others. That's what FitBot is all about. So as we get close to our time together, Jose, I want to ask you about Working at FitBod, it's an app. People just take it for granted that it's available to them, but there's a whole team of people behind mm -hmm. the app. And I know that Jesse and Alan, the, the leadership team at FitBod are so passionate about helping people share your experience as an employee at working at FitBod. What's the culture like? The culture is, to be quite frank, it's the best culture in a workplace that I've been a part of. There's people from multiple backgrounds. Not everybody is a fitness enthusiast necessarily, but a lot of us are. And just the minds uh, of everybody involved. We've had a few different events where we've all met up and got to meet because we work remotely. Initially, FitBot did start with a smaller team in person, but then it, it expanded to remote work. And we have people that are working all over the world. We got some people in Europe. We have some people in, in the Bay Area where FitBot started. We have some people in Vegas, New York, so on and so forth. The conversations that we have and the ideas that are shared and, and the talents behind the scene. We've got Olympic weightlifters on our team. We got people who are quite frankly geniuses. We've got individuals who have drawn Picasso-like pictures on a napkin in a 10-minute conversation. The environment is great. I typically don't like to use the word family when it comes to workplace because it's usually a red flag in most instances, but it's very familial. It's very, everybody's allowed to be themselves. Everybody's accepted for who they are. And everybody has a feeling of being a puzzle piece that fits into the bigger picture. Love that. Jose, I want to thank you for spending time with us. It's been a great discussion. Uh, I'm tempted to ask you about your comedy career. Can we expect to see you out there somewhere? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Bay Area. Just got done in the San Francisco comedy competition this September. Unfortunately, didn't take the crown like I projected, but made <laughs> it to the semifinals. And comedy, is, in the grand scheme of things, comedy is where you should expect to see Jose Contreras in the future. But it, it's a marathon. So it definitely takes, for a lot of people, it takes 15 years to become an overnight celebrity. I'm in year 10. I'm constantly grinding, right? O overnight. Uh, <laughs> constantly grinding uh i am on instagram at jc any content that you may see of mine is completely representative of myself and not FitBod. not to say that it's going to be evil content but just in case we get some users who didn't like me talking about them double subscribing and they want to make a point out of me please i, I represent myself <laughs> online but yeah I'm, I'm all over the bay area looking to get out more in the states and internationally soon enough 
but it's a fun field to be in and it is something that I do want to go quote unquote all the way with for sure. Terrific. Well, we will keep our eyes open for you. I have no doubt you will be successful. This has been super exciting and fun and we've laughed and we've learned and thank you so much for sharing <laughs> your time with us. I know our listeners are just going to love this. They're going to have a great time hearing you share everything as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the platform and keep up the great work, y'all. Thanks to our listeners. Check out the show notes at fitbod.me slash podcast for all the details from this episode. Download the FitBod app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Use the promo code BUILT for a 14-day free trial. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast network. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.